Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. I'm your host Brian, and before we get into it, this week's music trivia question is, which pop star slash superstar dyes their hair platinum blonde so that they're not mistaken for Amy Winehouse? I'll give you a little clue. She's named after a Queen song. This one should be pretty easy, but tune in next week to hear the answer. Now, my guest this week, I'm very excited about this one. It's a first for us here at Concerts That Made Us. It's a pop musician. Her name is Marlon. She was born and raised in Germany and Albania before settling in Boston. She has embraced her European story as an influence and cornerstone for her life and sound. At a young age, she used music as a means to learn English, and from that, began a euphoric musical exploration that became a career. Now I really enjoyed chatting with Marlon and I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Take. You see, you want it, respect you. 
Merlin, you're very welcome to the concerts that made us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And no problem. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Just trying to wrap up this incredibly <laughs> frustrating and amazing year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a lot of people are glad it's coming to an end now. Need a fresh start. Need to get some new ground and just go on from there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I always find this kind of an exciting time of year because, you know, it's a new beginning and new prospects, stuff like that, you know. I agree. Time to set those new goals and then charge at them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So before we get into your history and introduce you to the listeners, we just heard your song Can't Touch This. Would you like to tell us a bit about it? Uh, so it's a, uh, I feel like my ladies get it <laughs> most. Um, it's basically you're at the club and you're just, you know, some people just don't get the hint. Uh, <laughs> and then it's a reminder that, hey, I don't know you anything. You can't touch this. <laughs> pretty <much. laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward song. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this, um, this is actually the first time I've had a, a pop sort of dance musician on the show now it's usually rock and a bit heavier but I'm um, listening to your music I'm glad it's you that's the first pop musician that I'm having on because your music is it's I'm really enjoying getting into it you know it's really good thank you so much I really appreciate you saying that yeah I try to put a piece of me in everything so it really means a lot yeah yeah I can you've probably heard it before but I can kind of hear uh slight influences from Dua Lipa I love it. I've heard it before. Every time someone says it, I'm like, they're like, you know who you sound like? And I'm like, waiting for it. And they're like, Julie, thank you very much. Yep. Great day. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that must be pretty great to hear all the time. Yeah, I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um, we'll get into you then. You uh, you don't have the usual backstory. You were actually born in Albania. What was what was that like? Well, I mean, I moved quickly to Germany when I was three months old, and then we lived there for a few years, moved back to Albania. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, I never noticed it as instability growing up, but it is. You know, you're moving different friends, different schools and everything. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that helped me turn more into my inner world. And, of course, music is the perfect tool for an inner world. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> thing that was across everywhere that I could you know that I went it was just turn on the music station and yeah. everybody's have the same feeling emotion no matter what language it is so yeah yeah exactly and what was your exposure to music like growing up well so it started with my parents and you know like moving back and forth so much they only grabbed you know their clothes and some of their favorite things which happened to be a bunch of like cds so there'd be cds of like tina turner and michael jackson all that good stuff <laughs> that was the stuff that i would have and the other thing is like they, they had to keep everything pristine you know because like they're very like these are the only things that we have so um it started from there and then once I got into MTV, <laughs> <laughs> it just took off. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. They had to try to keep me pride. Like I wouldn't watch TV shows or anything like that. That that's what you'd catch me on the music channel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I blame you know. To be honest, I'd uh, I'd be very partial to the TV or to the music channels myself growing up. Was there a, a definitive moment you can remember where you thought, that's what I want to do, I want to be a singer? I know every little girl wants to be a singer, but 
(laughs) (laughs) It was was actually after a year after moving to the States. So it was, you know, this next big move. Uh, We had finally gotten settled in into our place. We got our TV, (laughs) the one TV. And I remember putting on, um, it was actually a country music channel. And I saw Shania Twain. You know, she's, and I feel like a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching just being like, yeah, I could, I could do that. I could, I, I don't mind the dressing up. I don't mind the traveling. I'm like, I don't mind that. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. It's, um, I remember that as well. I actually, uh, my listeners would probably be surprised to hear that I loved Shania Twain. I've actually seen her in concert. She's no a, way. Yeah, she's pretty amazing now. Even it was only, I think it was just before the pandemic. I seen her in concert and she is just as good now as she was when she came out with man. I feel like a woman, you know? Oh, I believe it. She is. She's a rock star. She's incredible. Yeah, yeah it was no fashion, everything. I was like, I love this whole thing. I love <laughs> that was the moment. And then so I, I must have been seven and a half, almost eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh pretty young pretty young and uh were your parents very supportive of it um so i i kept it under wraps for a long time um you know being a first generation immigrant it's you know it's about the family sacrifices and going to school and you got to be like a doctor or a lawyer or you know all like regular stereotypical things um i would try to get involved in school stuff you know school plays musicals all that stuff um just to try to get like scratch that itch little mm. by little and i you know i'd write on my free time um but it, it took a little bit and then finally you know i i tried everything that they wanted me to try and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go for what i go for yeah and, and then they're like oh you wanted to do this why don't why you say something <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Parents can be so funny because, like you say, you would uh, you just assume that they disapprove of a job like that or, uh, you know, ambitions like that. But then to find out that they were so supportive, you know. Yeah. yeah. But they talked about it and they're like, well, I mean, thinking back on it, like there's not much that they could have done, you know, like immigrant parents. They're just working, too. So they would have had no idea where to even start me. So I really believe everything happens the way it's supposed to. So, yeah, yeah, it must have. um it must have been very beneficial though that you were actually in the States compared to Germany or Albania wanting to be a singer, you know, I imagine it would have been very hard over there. I completely agree. It would have been even, even harder than it was, than it is here. Um, I mean, there's just so much opportunity in the States and, and after you've got your ground, you know, there's really, and but the way that social media has gone and, and everything, you know, it feels like you can really launch your own, music career and you know kind of get yourself out there and just express yourself so yeah and and then albania too i think a lot of artists only put out like they'll put out like one song a year and then they'll like play that song at festivals all year so (laughs) that must be a pretty short set now at one song (laughs) would it be uh more so traditional music over there as opposed to you know pop music i wonder so i mean i think i would have always gone um a little more rebellious that's just my nature (laughs) (laughs) i do like to 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 put in a little bit of the tradition underneath as well um but yeah i could i could see how i could have a couple more traditional songs i've had a couple of my family members be like why don't you do an albanian song and i'm like 
it's not my style sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I think you you have to kind of pay homage to your roots but you have to keep true to yourself as well and do it your own way you know exactly and I I you know I was raised here for the most part no matter what culture or language I spoke at home you know at the end of the day I'm someone who is divided you know I'm sure I'm not the first you know first generation immigrant who's who feels like they're too much for their home country and not enough for where they are now and it is what it is I like the juxtaposition it seems to be a huge theme in my life so I'm just gonna wrap yeah yeah and um so what were some of the uh the first steps you took to achieving your career in music so you know I I don't know if you've ever heard of the the show the voice so yeah. The- yeah, there was an uh, there was an audition. I you know made it all the way to New York City. Ended up missing my audition. Oh, yeah. I was you know I was like ah oh, you know I had this moment where I just got really sad, and then I I you know had this just clarity where I was like, well, you can either really you know you can get sad and kind of you start the loops, you know, um, or you can do something about it. And at that moment, um, I saw on the wall it was just like it was like graffiti, like every little thing is gonna be all right. Uh, and that's something that comes like from the Bob Marley song. And my dad used to whistle and sing that song to my mom all growing up. So I was just like, all right, I'm taking a sign. I'm in New York City. I'm just going to enjoy the night. And then when I get back home, I'm going to reach out to the, the studio that I had like been keeping an eye on for like a year. And I just hadn't made the, the dive yet. So I went home, reached out, and then finally started to record some of my music that I had been writing for years, you know, and then we, we read the songs, try to figure out what one, you know, what to put out first and trying to get like an overarching project going. And I can't even imagine if I hadn't taken those steps now, you know, granted the pandemic and everything happened in, in the middle of everything, but I'm glad happened when it did because I could record those tracks out and now I've got a ball rolling. So even with the pandemic hitting the way, you know, it, it, it's, it was a lot less um, distracting and off-putting than, than it might have been, you know, if I had. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, you mentioned songs you had wrote. What's your approach to songwriting? Was it uh, something that came natural or did you have to work at it a lot? Um, so I've always written when I was little. So, you know, shortly after my Shania Twain epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I started to write and I had I've had like notebooks filled like all the corners completely filled in <laughs> um it's, you know varying from poems to songs but um I think that nowadays I I've, I've gotten to the point where like you know I'll I I stop thinking so hard about it you know and I just kind of go with like a melody and I'll just go you know and then if I just let myself either free sing or free write something like a hook or a chorus will come out and then I just kind of hone in on that. And then, you know, usually it's, you know, if I like the idea, I get like a whole image in my head from that image, I get a feeling. And then it's just about kind of flushing it out and putting it all together into a nice little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's, um, it's probably an an impossible question now, but I love just throwing it out there at musicians. How do you know when a song is complete that you can't add any more to it? Oh, that is so tough. I definitely am somebody who toys with that line of like, okay, but it can always be a little bit better. <laughs> um, 
So I think at that point, it's when I start to notice that I'm trying to switch out words that it makes absolutely no difference if I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. like, well, syllable, you know, we just change this syllable right here. And then I'm like, all right, Merlin, you need to back off because now you're going to just change everything. <laughs> You know, that's actually probably one of the best answers I've heard to that. You know, uh, most people, they're like, oh, you just keep going or you you realize that you have to just leave it as it is or something. But when you actually give a proper answer, you know, when. <laughs> so I like it. I like the answer. Thank you. And uh, another hypothetical one, then. Would you prefer to write a song that influenced say 500 other musicians are sold 500,000 copies. I'd have to say influencing 500 other musicians. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I wrote something that really inspired that many other musicians, you know, I, I write for, I write things that I see for myself and for I, the way that I see it, other people who have gone through my similar struggles. Um, and if there are musicians out there who are that inspired by what I have to say, then I will live on that way. That is totally me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. And um, I think it'd mean more to you as well. You know, you could sell the 500,000 copies, make a fortune. But when that's all gone, what do you have left, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I, I think just the idea of inspiring somebody and um, helping them look at something or making them realize that they're not alone in something is it, it, just that's it for me you know yeah not that, you know selling out stadiums and you know world tours <laughs> <laughs> well you know the the flip side of it is if you influence that many people that will come eventually you know that's true too that's very true too i yeah i am uh slowly releasing the reins of what i think my success should look like and i'm just i'm just here for however it comes to fruition so yeah yeah is there um is there anything you had to overcome in your career to get to this stage oh a lot of self-doubt um a lot yeah a lot of self-doubt and you know self-image type stuff you know I've, I've been through some stuff which is great for material when it comes to self um but you know to properly heal and and you know healing isn't linear and, and things take time but to to properly heal and to get to the point where i can talk about things um, I think that's huge. So, I mean, I, I guess I'd have to, <laughs> have to say that I've overcome quite a bit. Um, and that road, that journey's not over, but, um, so more songs that will come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, um, I've heard that writing songs or singing songs is almost like free therapy. Oh yeah, definitely cathartic, especially with the free writing. I, I have this exercise that every day, um, 10 minutes in the morning, just, I just write, I don't judge what I write. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes I've gotten a song out of it. It's just, you know, and sometimes it's just pure therapy. Like see, sometimes, you know, we, we put up walls to avoid what we're thinking about and, you know, avoiding certain topics and it's going to come out one way or another. So. Yeah. 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 You're, uh, you're definitely better making the effort to help it come out and, you know, turn it into something productive. That's true. That's what I'm hoping for. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's just nice to know. You're like, oh, great. Didn't realize I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. So um, 
your gigs. We have to we have to talk a bit about gigs you've played. It is concerts that made us after all. Um <laughs> how many gigs have you have you played? Um officially three gigs, one in France, one in New York City, and one was local. Yeah, that, that was a wedding in France. I got really lucky. Um uh-huh. yeah, family members got married, so uh <laughs> still you've played abroad. Yeah, and then uh, the New York City last, uh, it was right in the financial district. So I just remember running around being like, I can't believe, like after, it was just like, that was me. That was me on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say so. What can uh, what can people expect when they come to see one of your gigs? Um, I do like to talk to my audience. Uh, I like to get a feel for what's going on in the room. Um, I got a lot of sass that comes out live. I don't know what <laughs> what comes over me. <laughs> good time and you know, good beat. And we're yeah. there to party. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, I think it might be an obvious one, an obvious answer. But what sort of music do you actually listen to? What inspires you? Uh, I mean, any. any Absolutely anything with a bass, <laughs> with hard bass. <laughs> I mean, everything. I, everything from, like I've said, to Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, to current artists like Dua Lipa. Um, I'm a little all over the board, though. I, I like my country, and then I like my <laughs> my, my house. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of music in general, so... Yeah, yeah. I think you have to be when you're a, a musician. It's it just comes naturally, you know. You take it in from all angles. That's so true. Yeah, I've uh, I've been sitting in a Wendy's once and just bopping out to the music. I'm like, I'm not playing. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the um, the the very first gig you played, then that must have been quite daunting, was it? It was, it was, that was actually the one in France. Um, so it was, you know, the other thing is two weeks before heading abroad, I had been like, I had like a throat issue. So I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had time to properly practice. So the entire time I've had, like, I had my steam, you know, I had all, all the things, all the lozenges and all the spray, <laughs> um, just practicing the entire time leading up to it. And, um, I actually had to fly into Zurich. So from Zurich, I drove into the French countryside. So it was like a four hour drive and I'm oh. sitting there in the car. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, it was interesting. Um, I mean, they, it was a beautiful venue and, and I couldn't have asked for better when it comes, there wasn't much time to do sound check. So I'm just grateful that everything went, <laughs> went well. Um, but it was, it was, it's something that happens every time too. When I perform, I get really anxious right before, but the moment that I get up on stage and start to sing, it just completely dissipates. So yeah, it's just that, that game of psyching yourself out in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you need that as well. I think you need the nerves, the anxiousness beforehand. Cause if you're not feeling that, why else are you doing it? You know? I completely agree. I completely agree. It's like a roller coaster ride, but there's like a flow that comes out after that's, it's like, un- it's unmatched. It's yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, you just get in the zone and just flies away with itself, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Have you um, any gigs planned for the future? I know 
the COVID and everything must have put a, quite a hamper on your career, but have you anything planned? Um, and there's there's something that I'm working out right now. There's possibly another gig in New York City, which I'm excited about. Uh, and there's some local gigs in Boston that I'm trying to get get going for the new year. Um, I'm hoping that by spring, though, everything will get more aligned. Just because mm. the winter, you know, with the new strains and everything, it's just everyone's very back and forth with everything. Yeah, but yeah. The stuff on the horizon, more music. So I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, good, good. Is um. Is there live music and everything over there at the moment? Is it all back? Um, it's it's kind of mixed because, you know, some places need, everywhere has different requirements. Some places need the vaccines and tests on top of it. So it's just, and everything's kind of backed up from all the months prior, all the shows that have been rescheduled and rebooked, they're finally happening now. So hopefully by spring, some, some, slot, some slots will open up and then festival season in the summer. <laughs> yeah yeah i can't wait for that myself if it happens we um about a month a month and a half ago we got the go ahead that we could have live music and bands playing and everything again but uh last week well actually last night it came into action but they announced that pubs restaurants live venues had to close at eight o'clock in the evening so now basically the live music industry is gone again and that's uh, yeah that's in action until the 30th of january so yeah that's tough i mean i i understand they're trying to do stuff for the holidays so people stay safe but that's really tough i mean this is the best time of year for bands and oh. yeah yeah it really is <laughs> then of course there was um we were lucky there was i'd say maybe 15 20 concerts managed to happen late in the year but uh now for next year, there's already cancel. Uh, yeah, there's already concerts starting to be cancelled. So you know, when it comes to buying tickets for gigs, you're not too sure whether or not it's going to go ahead. I know I have three or four gigs that have been res- rescheduled already. So it's kind of cagey. I know it's. I mean, that's the thing. You you try your best and you hope for the best, and whatever is meant to work out is meant to work out. In the meantime, just keep making new music. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did um? How did the the pandemic affect your career? Um, well, I mean, so I had just put out my first single and then within a month, the pandemic hit. So it was like, you know, huge thing to get over my, my own personal doubts and then finally putting out music and everything was going well. And then, you know, but I, I think in the beginning it was tough just because, you know, like you can be going through something and then it's like, obviously this is way more important. Yeah. <laughs> okay well where do i tell the line of pushing my music and then of course like you know the world's got other things on their on their mind so i mean it was it was also a good time to reflect and continue writing music and stuff so i'm i'm not upset about the way that it went um but it definitely you know because like you want to get on a roll you get Mm. the ball go once you have to stop you're like okay but it gives you a chance to reframe so yeah not too bad yeah, geez. Um, I think you're the first person I've spoke to now who just released their first single before. That's it's not great time, and I have to admit, you know. <laughs> it was it was literally a month, a month before everything started to shut down here. So that's so unlucky, so unlucky. But at least it gave you time to, as you said, reflect and plan, and you know, you really. I hope you use the time wisely. 
I I did. I did. I was very excited by by everything that came out of it. Actually, the Dark Matter EP came out of it. So very fitting with the theme of everything going. <laughs> I was uh that was my next question. Would you like to tell us? That must have been very exciting releasing your EP. Oh my god, it was it was so exciting. And the thing that you know that happens that I'm sure happens to the artists too is like, you know, the process of writing you know, from conception to the one, when the music is released, it's some can sometimes be so long that by the time that you release music, you're like, okay, I've already like up leveled. I've already changed my, my mindset on a couple of things. And, um, but this was just extremely exciting to be putting out and to be putting out the first installment of a larger project. Um, so I had been sitting on this one for a while and the concept, I feel like I'm starting to have fun with them as well. You know, it doesn't have to be so, um, intense even even if every track has a part of me in it you know i can start to play around and stuff like that so um and i i just the the name came to me and everything i was like this is it this is it dark matter magic we've got the whole theme <laughs> <laughs> yes um it perfectly fits your image and the name as well you know marlin dark matters you know because you obviously you automatically think of you know mystique and wizards and witches stuff like that so i love the the kind of the dark mythical sort of image it's very cool i love it i love it thank you and even with the picture um with the photography that was interesting i was like what's like (laughs) someone's watching (laughs) (laughs) and um how has the reception been it's been it's been really good um People have, there have been people who have been like telling me like all like for the last year, like, all right, well, when can I listen to your track? When can I listen? I'm like, nope, nope, gotta wait, you gotta wait. And then <laughs> came out the day of, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you finally put it out. I'm, I'm excited. It's getting some good traction and we've got a music video as well that's out. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I'll um I'll make sure to add the link to it in the, in the show notes so people can check it out. Is there, um, <laughs> Is there a song that's a personal favorite on the record? Uh, I'd have to. I'm so torn. I'd have to go with um, Spiral just because it's my softest song. Um, it took a lot of me to, to even put out something like that. Um, you know, all of my tracks were coming out pretty fiery and pretty sassy and just, you know, all attitude. And then the spiral, like, I just remember like writing it out, flushing it out and being like, I have to record this track first and having so much resistance to it. Be like, but no, I don't want to seem soft. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I think it's, it's an, uh, one step in me being more and more vulnerable in music. Um, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that all my songs have to come out sounding soft. Um, but I think it's a, a good step to being more honest and more, um, yeah, more vulnerable and authentic with, with listeners. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that's something you need to do as well. Anyway, you need to make that connection with your, with your fan base and listeners, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So step by step. <laughs> have you, uh, started plans? Or are you in the early, early process of planning your next record? Yes, yes, we have something planned, um, finishing that up, and I'm just trying to figure out concept-wise if we're doing a video for it or something like that, um, and then starting on the next EP. <laughs> Very exciting. Next. 
Uh, yeah, the the idea has already been done. It's just a matter of choosing which songs uh, to record and put out for it. So um, playing with some fun ones. And, and the more that I put out, you know, like I said, like by the time that I put out tracks, I've kind of already up-leveled in the sense of writing and, and recording and stuff like that. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say so. Will you be keeping the same kind of darker theme? Mm, it will definitely be it'll definitely relate to it. Um, but I am going to switch it up a bit. I'm doing kind of like a yin and a yang. Ah, I see. I see. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, although I suppose during the pandemic, it wouldn't apply, but how do you actually balance your music with your personal life? Um, well, see, it's interesting because during the pandemic, it was more of just, um, keeping self myself focused and kind of separating the day because, you know, like, People will just get, things were getting so smushed together. Everyone's working from home. There's not much separation in our lives. So it was, it was um, keeping up that. But um, it's interesting that you say that because a topic in my life has come up recently where like some people think songs are written about them. And I'm just like, not, it's not about you. I've been holding tracks <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> these are, in a, in a sense, like I'm releasing these older versions of me. Um, and as I catch up to where I am now, um, I find myself, myself diving into a lot of different concepts and, um, but yeah, I just think it was interesting that you asked that because literally in the last two weeks, somebody was like, was that track about me? And I was like, no, it's not about, but (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That must be something uh, musicians have to deal with a lot though, you know, fear of upsetting their friends or fear of a, a song being too close lead to someone to know you know exactly and, and you know or like or having a partner and then being like do you hate me what is this <laughs> all right it has nothing to do with you, <laughs> you uh, sorry. sorry Gwen. no i was gonna say it gives me a lot more uh compassion for celebrities in that sense you know mm, yeah definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> Do you, um, you just made me think of something there when you said that. Do you write from a, a character's perspective or is it all very personal? Uh, so I think that when I, so I think I do a little bit of both um, because it's always <laughs> very personal. Um, but I do think that I separate myself a little bit and I, I look at it as if it was a movie or, you know, um, mm. as if it wasn't me. Um, and I, I think it's easier to digest some of the stuff and, and also see it from a true point of view. Cause you know, it's sometimes in your own head, things get a little warped. Yeah. So I think it's always a little bit of both, but I, I always do like to keep the idea in mind of playing it as somebody else because I want other people to relate to it as well. Yeah. It's kind of a, of a line where, you know, you bring people in, but you're also like, but this, you know, this, this is you as well. So. Mm. I get you. I get you. We'll um, move on to the next set of questions. I'm afraid everybody gets asked them. Nobody gets off the podcast without answering them. So <laughs> bring it. <laughs> if, um, if you could see any performer from history, living or dead, in concert for one night only, who would it be? Prince. Really? Prince. Ah. I wasn't expecting that now. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Why so? I, uh, 
even growing up when I was little, I remember like that was one of the CDs my parents had. And I remember wanting to see him live, but it was never like, it just wasn't something that we were able to do, you know? Um, and now that he's, now that he's gone for sure. Um, yeah. Prince. <laughs> he's a, he's definitely a very understandable one. He was, he's definitely one of the greats, you know, just the talent that man had in his baby finger, like, Ugh. you know, I just, I just think I would, you know, usually at concerts, you know, you know, you're little dancing, you're singing along those lyrics. I think I would just be straight, like it just complete awe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But he was, he had it all, you know, he was the whole package. Like it was the image, the showmanship, the, the songs, obviously, you know, I, it'll be hard for there to be another artist to come along like Prince. I think, I think he radiated everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he crossed all genres, you know, there's no matter who you are, you will like a couple of his songs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's the authenticity is just, was just oozing out of him at all times. So I have to, I have to respect it. (laughs) Yeah. I was, um, it's funny you should mention him, actually. I was only last week or the week before I was looking at videos of him on YouTube. And did you ever see the the attitude he had? He was so funny just to watch, like, these little looks he'd give. Or he could be really, like, bitchy almost. It was so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just just complete. I feel like he just completely was himself. There was, there was no part of him that was like, oh, what if I do this and I look this way or what if it comes off this way? It's just, I am who I am. Take yeah. it or leave. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. He's a, that'd definitely be a goal to be that comfortable in yourself, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. That, that is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll, um we'll move on to the next one. So if you could be, if you could spend 24 hours with any performer from history, living or dead in a room for, 24 hours, as I said, uh, who would it be? Amy Winehouse. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. I think I just want to have a conversation with her. Like, like just, just, just I just want to ask her so many questions. Mm. I feel like, um, I mean, and, and it, it, you can tell from her music, but, you know, she's a very haunted soul. And I just want to kind of see how her mind works. And, and I love just kind of people watching and picking apart people's brains in, in general. So um, I would just want to understand her a little bit more. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm assuming 24 hours in a room with somebody, you'd, you'd be able to see them in a way that, no, you know, they can't put up a facade for so long. You know, these micro expressions come out. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. You got me thinking about that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she um, she always seems like a bit of an enigma. You know, you don't really. I don't think we ever really got a peek at the real Amy. You know, exactly. and then she has that legendary status now, the twenty seven club dying early stuff like that. You know, um, it seems like. In one sense, it seems like she was around for a long time, but realistically, she was just a flash in the pan. You know, she was here for a couple of years and then she was gone. 
A hundred percent. And I think that, but, but again, and the same thing with her and Prince, it's like, they've got this, there's just so much energy that exudes from them hmm. like that you have to turn your head. Um, and in different ways, of course, but, um, yeah, Amy Winehouse would be an interesting person to talk to and have and grab a drink with. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Would you say she's after influencing your music in a way? I, I think so. I think the way that I, that I sometimes sing, um, and sometimes there's a, there's a bluntness about her lyrics that I like to let, I like to hone into in myself. And I, I don't think I've gotten as blunt as she has for sure, but <laughs> I'd like to, to keep heading that way. Um, mm. and see what comes out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Ah, I liked, uh, I liked that answer. Now she was, uh, I've never actually had her as an answer on the show before. So that's oh. definitely a first. Um, the uh, the next one. So, if there was a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? Oh, oh, <laughs> <sighs> this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a hundred songs that just popped up in the moment. You're really going to make me choose. <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> it is a tough one to just spring on you, I'll admit. It is. Oh, my God. All my favorite songs popped up in my head. Um, Dream On. Really? Mm-hmm. Why did that uh, beat the rest so? <sighs> I just, between the way that Steve Tyler sings it, um, I just, I don't know. I think that that's just absolutely perfect. The, the build up and everything. I just feel like that's my life. <laughs> just, and then the huge dream on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a, an epic choice now, I'll admit. <laughs> so um, what's, uh, what's on the cards for you in 2022? So 2022, I've, I've got so much, so many things planned, um, having to take a back seat in 2020 and do things slower in 2021. Uh, there's been some stuff that have piled on in a, in a good way. Um, I have some ideas for some merch that I'm, uh, trying to put out for 2022. Um, and of course more live gigs. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just, I have some more music coming out and the EP and, just experimenting with my music and, you know, just maybe playing with the genres a bit. Um, and then some choreography for some music videos. So getting in a little bit more into dancing and all that, which should be fun. <laughs> you find that tricky having to balance the singing and the dancing? Um, I don't find it tricky. Um, it's, it's something that again, that's like, you know, I just, I practice, my set and and eventually i get lost in it mm. um i think it's it's more about my perfectionism i get i get very like sometimes tied up in a small detail so it's, it's kind of finding that balancing act of, of all right well we don't need to be spending a half hour on this one move <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's something i've always admired about the pop genre as opposed to you know rock or whatever because pop singers they have to be so incredibly fit and able to move you know it's not like walking out on stage holding the guitar and you don't move for an hour you know you have to be able to balance singing dancing the whole the whole show of it 
Exactly. And hold the note. Yeah. And then jump out in the crowd. (laughs) 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 Oh, so your song Spiral is going to play us out this evening. Would you like to tell us a bit more about it? Uh, Spiral. Um, it, It came to me randomly when I was actually going on a long drive. Um, and I just heard the hugs, hello, hello. And it just, um, it, it actually came together within a day. The whole track just kind of flowed out of me. Um, even recording it was pretty, pretty spot on, pretty, pretty simple. Um, it's, it's the only track though, like after I finished writing it, that I had such a dramatic moment, but I had this like one tear come out and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to put this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm by myself. I'm like, Marlon, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, there are definitely going to be more tracks that are softer and more vulnerable. And I think this is a perfect gateway um, into that. So. You built your walls. Trying to peek over You won't give in No way, this is so typical How do we get closer? See, I don't want you to stay If you're just gonna take up space And no, I don't want you to go And leave me alone your echo you got me in a spiral spiral running on your high lows high lows can you love me when you're down can you love me when you're around you got me in a spiral spiral running on your high lows high lows can you love me when you're down can you love me when you're around when it burns it burns so bright your love's what i'm looking for is my search over When it hurts, it hurts So right Every time I try to use my head My body takes over See, I don't want you to stay If you're just gonna take up space And no, oh, I don't want you to go And leave me alone your echo You got me in a spiral
Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps the show grow. You can also rate us on Spotify now. And make sure to follow us on your favourite podcast player of choice. You can check out our website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concertsthatmadeus. It costs less than what you'd pay for a coffee. So, until next time, keep rockin'. Hey. Hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.